What it do? What the business is? This is Rodney. This is Jamal. Yo, what's going on, y'all? This is Vince. And we are under construction. construction. <laughs> All right. Uh, today, we're going to jump into the Hornets, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> Why out of that? obligation. Why got to be unfortunately, Why be though, man? Because uh, they never play in June. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we, and I said, we're going to call this segment the 10th pick. This is our 10th pick segment. Uh, we're going to talk Hassan Whiteside. Okay, okay. For some reason. Yeah. Um, why, why are we talking about Hassan White? Reports are that he's interested in coming back home. Gastonia? Uh, Charlotte. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a suburb. It's a, oh. like, it's a ghetto suburb of we, Charlotte. We claim Gastonia? <laughs> Never mind, I'm sorry. Why? We don't. Shout out to Gastonia. Why, you own one today, bro. I'm on one today. You own one. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, what are your thoughts of him coming home? I, 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 I'm, I'm weary of Hassan Whiteside. He's talent, but I'm weary. Jamal, start us off. Dwight Howard 2.0. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel about Hassan Whiteside. Um, is Hassan Whiteside more talented than any big we have? Yes, he is. Gotcha. Does that mean he will significantly help the Hornets? Not at all. Um, Agreed. I think he would come here and the stats would jump out. He he'd have a couple of twenty twenty games. I believe mm-hmm. he. You know, we would we would we would look at his uh, his rim protection sometimes, and we'd probably be enamored by it, and we'd probably be excited about it at times, but. As we know, sometimes what looks good ain't really good for the team. Well, people who really know basketball what know that. What glitters ain't gold. What glitters ain't gold. Because <laughs> Hassan Whiteside, number one, is one of those dudes where you question what kind of what kind of stuff he does in the locker room. You yeah. question whether he jobs with his teammates or not. And more importantly, on the basketball court, you question whether he does the little things that will help you win games. Gotcha. Let, me, let me repeat that for the Dwight Howard fans out there. You question how much, how 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 much he does the little things to help you win games. I want to emphasize that. So that's why I just wouldn't be overly excited about Hassan Whiteside being in the Charlotte Hornets uniform. Okay, so I'm gonna shout out five numbers right quick. Okay, and I want you guys to try and guess these five numbers what they are. Okay, 54. 72. Is that how many games he's played in the last five seasons? Many games played in the mm-hmm. last five seasons. Many games played. Now, here's still more than Cody Zeller. It, I knew still, somebody was going to say it. And now, now, here's the deal. You're talking about Cody Zeller because of the injuries, right? Yep. What if I told you most of these games missed aren't even injury related? Ooh. What do, if it's, do tell. Expound. Well, okay. Well, let me, let me actually, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys something else. His career averages for the last five years, he actually has a nine-year playing career, but he had a two-year break after he left Sacramento. So the last five years, he's been in Miami. And he has a career average in Miami, 14 points a game, 12 rebounds for the Not bad. Right, not bad. So if he comes to Charlotte, he's immediately the best four or five on the team, right? Right. You know who else has similar numbers like that? Who's that? Dwight Howard. Yeah. (laughs) Dwight Howard. Right. Similar numbers. Similar numbers. And why is Dwight Howard not here? Reportedly, attitude. because of his attitude, and he couldn't mess with the team, and he killed Monk's uh, progression. Right. And I'm going to say one thing. Uh, we generally have a young team now, and I'll be scared as hell to put us on white side now, with, with, Malik Malik Monk, with Malik Monk or Dwayne Bacon or something like that. Yeah, because now, on the, court, on the court, I would love... White side. I would, I would, I would love him on the court. What he can do, but again, I'm just skeptical of his attitude. Gotcha. I, I, I want to ask just something that doesn't kind of provide a lot of nuance, but it's a very simple question that deserves to be asked. If if a sound white side is as good as some people want to make him, um, did did we not have a better record than Miami last year, or, or am I tripping? Or Woo! Why isn't Miami better if Hassan Whiteside is that good? Oh, and why? Why weren't the Hornets better when Dwight Howard was here? And you want to know what Miami's record was this year when Hassan played and started? Go, Vince. Thirty-three and thirty-nine, which is actually worse than what the Hornets did last year. I, Thirty in his seventy-two games because he missed ten because Spolscher is constantly benching him because of his attitude. But hey, let's concentrate on Zell and these screen assists, okay? <laughs> all right, let's all talk right, about right, these screen right. assists. We're gonna leave y'all with that. Uh, Vince is a little amped up. Uh, we're gonna talk. Wait, to wait, wait. Now we oh. hadn't even spoke about his salary. Y'all normally talk Uh-oh. numbers. I, I normally kind of leave the numbers Uh-oh. to y'all. Right, but. With 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 everything that you get with Whiteside, the good and the bad, right? He would also come with the twenty seven million dollar price tag. Let me ask you a question: Would you trade Nick Batum for Whiteside? Whiteside? 
if they yes. offer that deal. Yes. If I'm the Hornets, yes. Yes. I make that trade. Hey, can, can I, let me ask you something. What do you get when you replace nothing with something? You, you get, get something. You get something. something. I'd rather have something than something. nothing. You get something. So, um, I, now if I'm Miami, I don't make that trade. Even with even with the headache that Whiteside brings, and and this will be the first year without Dwayne Wade. So who knows? He might even get more touches. And, and not to mention, if something like that were to happen, what what is the more attractive trade piece? Hassan Whiteside or Nick Batum? Hey, let's be real, man. Uh, <laughs> I, it, 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 is it possibly none? Um, I, well. I, <laughs> Come on, man. First round pick. I don't. <laughs> I mean, it, if he came, it would be good for attendance reasons. Just, just, just without any of the bias and yeah, yeah, jumps, right. it would be good for attendance reasons because he he'd bring that you know Gaston, Gastonia uh, contingent. But well, we we, to the we need that crowd, man. That yeah, yeah, we, need, we need every little bit yeah. of crowd we can get. So, so it, it it would be a slight boost in in sales and support from the uh, fan base and whatnot. But I just think basketball wise, yeah. Um, I, mean, I don't see it. I don't but see over, it. Overall, if, 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 it's not worth the headache. If you're advocating bringing people home, just bring Chris Paul home. Bring that West Salem. Now, we're going to get into that before Don't we get do us that. started on that again. Now, let me, now, going back to our last segment, we talked about uh, the Rockets and some, mm. of, some of those people in conversation. Who would you guys rather eat, eat? Just try to be as objective as possible. Would you guys rather have Hassan Whiteside or would you guys rather have Clint Capella? Clint Capella all Clint day. Clint Capella all uh, day. Personality wise. Uh, he's a little more mobile to me on the yeah. defensive end. Younger, younger, and then also his salary is ten million less than than than. Uh, yeah, I, I'll take Clint Capella all day. Okay, and I actually think he'd be a great fit here. I really do. Okay, yeah, yeah as a third option. All right, so um, <laughs> we're gonna move to the NBA Finals. We, we have options other than Kimber. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I was gonna leave that alone. We're gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna leave that alone. I gotta wait and see. Uh, so we're gonna move on to the NBA Finals. Surprisingly, the Raptors have a 3-1 lead. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people didn't see it. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, the cyborg, has been awesome. Klay <laughs> uh, Thompson has been limited. Steph Curry's been playing at MVP level. So what do you guys think about this NBA Finals? What, what has it shown you? Well, just overall, this NBA playoffs has been by far the best playoffs in years, in years. Sans LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, I mean, and, and going into the finals, I don't have a dog in the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter who wins or whatnot, I would have been cool either way. If this is how Toronto goes out, this not Toronto, this is how Golden State goes out, this is how they go out. And by Toronto winning the finals, if they do go ahead and win the finals, I think this will strengthen the argument that the East isn't as weak as everyone has made yeah. it out to be. Mm-hmm. Because LeBron has held the East down for, what, 10 years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one year he leaves, as soon as he leaves, the East gets the title. Right. So, obviously, the East isn't that weak. Hear that LeBron sexuals? All he had to do is leave, and the East is back, son. Man, hey, dude, you are pissing up, man. My, but getting back to it, my, my frustration more so are with the fans, yeah. the basketball fans. Because this, this playoffs... We we haven't seen any Toronto fans. We have seen Clippers. <laughs> that we, we we we've seen we've seen Clipper, <laughs> Trailblazer, um, um, Rocket, and now Raptor fans all looped into the same group of team because they just they hate Golden State that much. And I, I mean, they did, they did things the right way. Now, do, do, do they, they hate Golden State? Do they hate Kevin Durant? They hate Curry too. But no, they they hate Sh- Golden State. Charlotte people hate they, Curry. They, they hated Golden State them. before Durant got it. there, and Durant just made it even worse. Now, I, who are we talking about specifically? Because <laughs> we, we are a Charlotte-based group here. <laughs> are we talking about Charlotte? People? In, no, 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 they do. And everything go to state. They hate anything that challenges LeBron's <laughs> legacy. Let's be real. And but see, and I and I think the problem is I think a lot of people are missing out on something great right. simply because of their hate and their disdain for, and, for and, Durant and, and Curry. I, and, 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 I, and they hate Donkey too. I, I am gonna agree with you on that front because for for me. Going back to a fan discussion, I, I hate y'all know how much I hate people who hop on bandwagons. It, it is it is the bane of my existence when I see people hopping on winning teams just because they win it. And I usually go for the underdog. Yeah. With that being said, I totally get where you're coming from with your opinion. We are missing something that is truly 
golden right now. Man. Yeah. We're missing something. Yeah. We're like the Mighty Warriors yeah. dynasty is about to end probably tomorrow night. We we don't know. I you know we'll we'll see how that goes. But just to kind of speak to your point about these playoffs in general, like we're seeing parity for once. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're seeing that you don't have to have a super team to win. We are seeing some beautiful things when it comes to NBA basketball. To your point, fans are missing out on that stuff. LeBron fans are clowns. I'm sorry. I, I don't even have time for them. I, I don't have time for LeBron fans who want to cry and post memes every day about how LeBron's on the playoffs. Because, again, man, if you are a basketball fan, I this is, to me, I hope it sets a precedence for what we see in the future of the NBA. Yeah. You don't have to have a super team. You have, If you are smart with the way you manage your team, you can be the Toronto Raptors. That gives us hope as Hornets fans. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's I love it, man. Now, now, now let me ask you this. Take take Durant off of Golden State. Mm-hmm. Do you see the Warriors still as a super team? No. I do. Not at this point, I don't. I do because what they what they're gonna do this offseason is Iggy's shown his age. Livingston, somebody said Livingston retired and he didn't tell them yet. <laughs> I think I, it, I think the same for Iguodala, honestly. But, but, but here's the deal, though, and, and, and my bad for cutting you guys off. In Game Four, Livingston actually looked pretty good, and and I think First what's time in the playoffs. Well, well yeah. I think what's happened is the the the, the team well, it is is showing how much of a team they truly are. Mm-hmm. When you have all your parts, like granted, KD still isn't playing, right? But when you have all your parts and you know your role, you're able to function within gotcha. that role pretty good. But at, with, with that being said, man. Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala are gone. Yeah, they, yeah. They, it, they, and, the, and the thing is, what they're also showing is you can't rely on them or expect them to have the kind of game Sean Livingston did. You can't expect it all yeah. the time, man. They're 35 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say that again, man. 35. You get what I'm saying? It, it's it's time. It's time for 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 the uh, Golden State Warriors to retool after this. I'm not. I don't. Who knows what their plans are? The off season. You want to talk about salary strapped? They are. Way beyond yeah, luxury yeah, yeah, tax, yeah, yeah. but I'm pretty so, sure they have mid-level exceptions and everything like that. Yeah. Quick fact from your producer. Hey, Kaiser, hey. how's it going, man? The 2012-2013 Toronto Raptors had the same record as the 2012-2013 Philadelphia 76ers, which was the year they began their tank. Right. One Ooh. team tanked. One team got didn't. seven first round picks. One team did not, Ooh. and is about to win Leg the first it. NBA championship. And here's the deal: even though, even though, <laughs> even though the Seven Sixers, <laughs> even though the Seven Sixers have kind of built their team through the draft, granted they tanked. Right. The, the 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 fan base, the fans in general, universally loves them as opposed to hating the Warriors. Right. When essentially they build their teams the same the way. The same you know? way, right. So and I just find that very ironic. You right. Know? And it's it's again, man, this that's a part of the beauty of this entire playoffs and these finals, man. It's just like Hey, uh, shout out to Kaiser, man. That's yeah, that was a gold nugget right there. I'm posting that in a few groups. That was dope. Because we know how how much we fight with, man. Y'all just need to tank, man. Y'all just need to blow it up. Tank is gonna solve all your tank problems. Tank is gonna solve all your problems, man. We this whole playoffs is proving that now nah, it really doesn't actually. So smart building. But I want to talk about the actual finals and what I see because I this is something I've been thinking about, man. There is somebody I want to give credit to. That nobody, not even national media, I think, is not given enough credit to. Nick Nurse. I'm, mm. There are two things the Toronto Raptors need to do. The first one is pretty obvious. Try to resign Kawhi, however you see fit. The very second thing they need to do is extend Nick Nurse. That dude is showing he is a hell of a coach, and I don't see how I don't understand how nobody's seeing this. Those adjustments he's making, the adjustments he's wow. making is crazy, dude. They held the Warriors under a hundred points. You, that is not an easy yeah. task. I feel like Nick Nurse has figured something out that the rest of the league has not figured out against the Raptors. Granted, I want to make it clear. I think the Warriors. Their, their age and their injuries, I think that has mattered. I think it is significant in this series. But on the flip side, I also believe that Nick Nurse has figured something out and it is a bad matchup for the Warriors at these point, at this yeah. point, man. And here's something I saw that has made me change my entire perception on, the, on, on these playoffs. I fully believe that if Clay played in game three, I think the Warriors are up 3-1 right now and him missing game three, I think it threw a, a, a big kink 
in 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 their plans. Um, and, and Kevin Kevin Looney, who was actually who was initially out for the remainder of the uh, postseason. Right. Came back and played Game Four. Got a like, second opinion and and came yeah, back. Yeah, and, and, and that, that's but when when uh, Kawhi when when San Antonio played the Warriors in the finals a few years back, they were actually winning the game until Kawhi got hurt. Right. Yeah. And then the Warriors went on to win. I think it was like four one. Four one. Yeah. It was like four one. Right. So when you throw that nugget in, because like San Antonio was looking damn good. Right. So when you throw that nugget in there, you know maybe maybe this isn't just some fluke of the luck of luck for the Raptors. Right. Maybe 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 Kawhi. There's just something about Kawhi that the Warriors just can't handle. Kawhi is the dynasty killer. Yeah, he he, he, he killed the Warriors. <laughs> killed the Miami Heat. Killed the Heat. And he, he killed he killed the Spurs too. But speak, speaking <laughs> of that, <clears throat> I'm glad you brought that up. Kawhi is Kawhi. Kawhi is is doing this thing. Um, game three in particular. I think that game showed it's not just Kawhi. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you something, man. Siakam and Serge Ibaka, that last game, yeah. they they did some serious damage to the Warriors yeah. in the fourth quarter. Kawhi, let's give credit what credit is due, man. What was it? I scored like maybe 18, 19 points third quarter last game. But Siakam and Ibaka were huge, man. Yeah. Like they, The Warriors couldn't do anything with those guys. And... I'm sorry to say it, man. Boogie Cousins doesn't need to be out there. No. Yeah, we he, he, we he, saw a game early in the season where Cody Zeller ate Boogie Cousins 30 alive. Points. 30 points. Yeah. Nick Nurse figured out, let's put Boogie Cousins in these pick and roll situations and let's eat all now, we want to. Now, you mentioned you mentioned uh, Kawhi being the dynasty killer. There's another player who, if, if, if Toronto wins this game, who will actually be on both of these dynasty killing teams as well. And his name is Danny Green. Danny Green. And I don't think he's because Danny Green. Tarhose. I wasn't even gonna bring that up, but I appreciate that. I'm ahead of you. But but um, I saw something the other day that I think is like a minimum of like 53 pointers. Uh-huh. He's the only player in NBA history to shoot 50 percent behind wow. the three wow, in man. the NBA Finals. Yeah. Wow. And and he's actually been he he went cold. I think game two he actually went cold. So. Um, I think I think that's another one who should be getting credit. And, and is and again, the Raptors winning is hope for the small the the, uh, the small markets because it's showing that you can go build a team. You don't need to get a bunch of first and second and third overall picks, and you can actually compete. And specifically, it shows if you pick the right guy wherever you pick at. It doesn't matter if it's one, two, three, or fourteen. If you pick the right guy wherever you pick at. It opens the door for you to build your team the right way. Yeah. I specific. What I'm specifically pointing to is, um, when the Raptors they chose Demar Derozan at like 11, 10, something like that. Okay. Yeah. To make a to make it simple, make a long story short, they don't get Kawhi without Demar Derozan. Yeah. Demar Derozan was that chip that yeah. bought Kawhi yeah. to Toronto. Sacrificial lamb. Sacrificial lamb, but <laughs> it is what it is. You know I low key feel bad for DeRozan. He he gave a lot. He he, he gave did. a lot. He, and and he, and he loved that organization. He yeah. loved being in Toronto. He but. he wasn't a headache or or, mm. or it, he right. he bled and sweat for that team. He just disappeared during the playoffs. You know what I, mean? I mean, but that, that <laughs> but that that's that that's the business of the NBA, man. Yeah. And, and, just, and, then, and then we're gonna wrap this up. I want to give a shout out to uh, Masai Ujiri as well. Yeah, no, the architect no over all this yeah. took the necessary risk. Got the young pieces in Siakam and the diamonds in the rough uh, out there going out scouting and, and made the smart trades and get picking up the salt. That's it, man. And the, all you need in the front office is a smart guy. That's all you need. All right, we're going to roll into our segment called Back to Back Winning Season. Mitch Kupchak, please save us. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> please. Jamal, why do we call this Back to Back Winning Season? Because we've never had one. We still got at least two years before we can even get our first one, if we get it in. All right, so last week we uh, played the role of uh, Negro Domus. By uh, <laughs> calling uh, McCoy to the Panthers, we did predict that pretty good. We did. Good. Predict, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, did. We, 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 we followed the uh, trails of a <laughs> check mix, <laughs> but the followings on Twitter. Hey, Cleveland Browns fans, we're really sorry. Not, not really. <laughs> Ravens fans, y'all be hang right. out your abandoned buildings in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> Ouch, man. I'm sorry. So, 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 what do you guys think of this uh, McCoy signing? Are you pumped? Super Bowl. Coming. I mean, like, look, we. I'm pretty indifferent to it. I mean, congrats, we picked him up. Now, well, here's the deal. I went and looked at his stats. I went and looked at his stats this morning. He he had a pretty significant drop in production last year 
compared to the year prior. Now I don't know if he was having any beef with with the organization. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they changed the scheme up. He got he had six sacks two years ago. He had six sacks last year. So with with playing, I think one game less the year prior. So the sack level stayed the same, but his tackles saw like a significant decrease. So mm-hmm. I, I I don't know what to expect. I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't pay too much attention to him with him being in Tampa. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. But one thing I wanted to highlight was just the, just the reaction from around the league, um, as far as the fans. <laughs> There's like I saw I saw some true hateful oh comments. It was a lot of Mortons out there on Twitter, boy. It was boy, a, boy. I saw stuff Lord. like, "Oh, you must not want to win." Oh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. The audacity <laughs> of Cleveland Browns fans or players to say that. Are you serious, <laughs> y'all? Y'all had y'all y'all have worked your way up to an I season last year, and, and and now we ain't contenders. Like we don't you he he said the team where he doesn't want to win now, and y'all just became all right. Has Cleveland ever been to the Super Bowl? Not this version. Not this version. Not this Cleveland. century. Yeah. No, they, they, they've won NFL championships, but they've never been but to not the Super, Super Bowl area. Oh, right. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Are y'all insane? Really? Yeah. And maybe they something? just maybe they just feeling themselves because and, and I know we're kind of getting off topic here, but I actually had them in the playoffs before the Odell Beckham pickup. I, I did too. I had them in the I, I, did, I do So too. maybe they just feeling themselves. I'm right not now. drinking that Kool-Aid yet. No, 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 no. Cause I and but I'll tell you what. How in the world they crown themselves already, dude? Like, come on, man. Y'all yeah. must be crazy. Getting back to uh, McCoy himself, I think it was personal. I think he was actually gonna go to Cleveland. And what happened was, um, Indominus Sue went to Tampa Bay, and mm. they gave him McCoy's old number. Right. And McCoy, they kind of like pissed him off. And as soon as he signed with Carolina, he he sent a text to somebody. I can't remember who it was, and he was like, "See you week two. And apparently, like mm. he's he's pissed off. And then, um, I guess when he came to visit Carolina. Uh, Cam Newton, Greg Olson, and a few other players they actually took him out to lunch. Mm-hmm. They went and hung out, and he basically said, just looking at the chemistry, looking at everything that they did, he was like, you know what? I think I could really rock with Speci- this place. Specifically, let me ask you an important yeah. question: Would you rather live in Baltimore, Cleveland, <laughs> or Charlotte? I think it was a pretty easy choice. Uh, man. Well, I could definitely scratch Cleveland out just because of the Joe Kim Noah interview for right. a few years. <laughs> like <laughs> that shit will forever be like dope, you know. <laughs> Um, I don't know about Baltimore. I got a lot of. I know a lot of people from Baltimore. You don't want to live. In you Baltimore. don't want to live in Baltimore. <laughs> Trust All right, me, my bad, John. I tried, man. I tried no, to help y'all out. No. Baltimore, the band. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, I, I mean, it's it's a good pickup overall. I think Herney has done a lot of good right. this off season, and you know, just like I said last week, you know, just just hope he can perform and gotcha. and uh, whatever expectations everyone has, I just hope they can meet expectations. And shout out to Herney for being the closer <laughs> and learning from his mistakes. Don't and I think man. that's what it is. I think he's learned from his first time here, and he's just, he's just smarter. Yeah. He's smarter. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna come at you from a different angle with the McCoy sign. I'm. Very excited about it, mm-hmm. I, I man. It it changed my whole perception of what I expect our season to be. It it really has, man. I I expect our secondary to be that much better because of him. Mm-hmm. But here's the angle I want to come at you from, man. I, with with um with KK and Don Terry Poe last year, they they were they underwhelmed last season. They oh, yeah. underachieved last season. It, it was it was a bad season by all accounts by both of those players. Yep. I think McCoy coming here lights a fire under them. I, I truly believe the competition aspect that fans don't see, that we don't see, I think that's going to be more prevalent gotcha. this offseason. And f- that's the, that's really the main reason why I like to sign in. I think, with you know, you alluded to uh, McCoy not having his best year last year, and who knows why. Like, again, we're not, we're not Tampa Bay Buccaneers experts. We didn't watch a whole lot of them except when we were kicking their butt. But whatever, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, with, with, eight and you know, with, with that with that being said, man, that competition aspect is is this going to, is you know, you have three guys, four guys really who are going to try to outdo each other and, and to try to keep their starting position. That, that's what NFL is. It's competition with each position when you're one-on-one battle. So I like to, I like to sign on from that perspective. Um, shout out to Marty Herney, who is spending smartly and not being Daniel Snyder. And I looked, I like the fact that McCoy is already looking at week two, like, 
This is what you're going to get. You're like, eat. I'm ready to well, eat. I'm, yeah. I'm ready to eat. You know what I mean? Let me, um, let me guys interject. With, with him coming now and a lot of these defensive lineups being projected, how do you guys feel about the 3-4 uh, conversation? I think it's a farce. I don't think we're going to run a lot of 3-4. I think we will run a decent amount, kind of in the hybrid sets. Uh, I'm... I, I, I'm I'm really excited about it. It's, I, it's I, a new look. I worry about one thing with the with the three four. I specifically worry about Brian Burns because where do you, where yeah. do you put yeah. him in the three four? Well, why and, why and, do you draft a guy? From, <laughs> what I've seen, from what I've seen, they got him at the left um, outside linebacker. From what I've seen, I don't know about that. I don't know if I want to put a rookie in that situation. But it's just me. We'll 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 see how it works out. We'll see how much of it they run. You, you know, you mentioned gotcha. it. It may be a hybrid defense. I don't know how much. I don't even think Ron Rivera knows how much at this point. I think it's all going to depend on matchup. Mm-hmm. It's a big question mark, and it's, it's something that Panthers fans could, could look forward to because we just we don't know yet. You okay. know? Yeah. All right, speaking of Panthers fans having something to look forward to, um, <laughs> Governor Henry McMaster uh, signed the uh, this act that allowed uh, – the Panthers, uh, specifically David Tepper, to get $120, $30 million in incentives. Uh, and it's official. It's the Rock Hill Panthers. Uh, Stop, man. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, We're I'm not get- doing this. <laughs> it's happening. Uh, how do you guys feel about this Rock Hill uh, headquarter move? Not the stadium. Don't freak out. The headquarter move. Yeah. <laughs> Stop, Vince. And are you okay with billionaires uh, essentially receiving welfare? Okay, welfare so queens. once again, I'm, I'm, I'm really? driving down the road. You know how you get a notification on Facebook and you go check it out? So I got a notification that the Panthers had some sort of red ribbon ceremony in Rock Hill, and it was like a huge festival day parade or whatnot. So I thought it was a little odd that you guys are celebrating. Like the, the headline said that the Panthers and South Carolina are celebrating their million dollar tax break. I I, I didn't like that. I, I I just I just thought that was a complete slap in the face of the, the residents. The citizens may not want to celebrate too yeah, quick on that. But it was so many of them there. <laughs> it was a it was, it was so packed, like it was it was, it was packed. I believe it. So it was packed. Now again, the emotional part out the way. As a citizen, I don't necessarily agree with the tax breaks for obvious reasons. I don't. But if I was an owner, why would I not fight for those tax breaks? True. But on the flip side, what what a lot of people aren't aren't realizing, and I read this literally this morning on the Charlotte Observer. So kudos to the Charlotte Observer for actually putting out legitimate news and not just clickbait. Hyperbole. (laughs) Yeah, so... Uh, apparently there's a bigger picture at play and by them moving down there even though he's getting a tax break he uh, promised South Carolina he's going to bring more business down there he's supposed to open up like some, some restaurants I think a hospital I can't but like he's supposed to be like an on-site hospital yeah it's right? like yeah. on-site so like he, he has promised that they're going that he's going to actually build up the infrastructure and um downtown Charlotte they're actually in the process of doing some upgrades Eventually, now the article didn't say this. The article, didn't, but it alluded to that at some point the Panthers are going to move down south. It alluded to that, and when the Panthers move down south, um, down south, by them removing that stadium, it's going to allow Charlotte to continue to build its um its its infrastructure Core, yeah. as well. So there, there's I think behind the optics of it, there's a huge play being had and most of us just started seeing it so for me i can accept this because i'm looking more so at the business side of it and not the emotional side but i but i've been screaming this since before we started this podcast so like it's it's like you know it's it's the inevitable you know yeah (sighs) i hear everything you're saying (laughs) but however man i don't want to accept the fact that the stadium could be moved to South Carolina. Well, defer, let me back. One team, two states. Charlotte. One, one team, both in South Carolina. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. <laughs> but let me let me back up for a second and let me say this: Have y'all been to Rock Hill before? Have y'all several dri- times? Have y'all driven through Rock Hill? <laughs> yes. 
they need something to celebrate down there. Oh, regardless, do Jamal, don't do regardless don't of do we have South, we have Rock Hill fans. Don't do this. Sorry, Rock Hill. They know it's true. They live there. <laughs> <laughs> Other than the higher taxes that are coming their way, I see why it was so packed. And Vince kind of stole my thunder with, you know, the what the projected development, for lack of a better term, that that supposedly is coming to Rock Hill. I'd be celebrating too if I lived in Rock Hill and I saw that coming. Now, the, the obnoxious butthole Charlotte side of me does not want to accept the fact <laughs> that South Carolina is going to be way more included in the Panthers than Charlotte is eventually. Yeah. Eventually, that stadium probably is going to move to Fort Mill, Rock Hill. I don't want to accept it. I just don't. I Look, man, I'm on record as saying I wish it was the Charlotte Panthers I want Charlotte to have its own identity. I want the profile of this city alone to be raised. It ain't even really nothing against South Carolina in any way, shape, or form because I understand why the move was made. To talk about why the move was made, billionaires don't like, nobody likes paying taxes. Let's get, let's be clear about that. But billionaires really don't like paying taxes. So if you get a tax break, it's a necessary move. I don't blame Tepper for it. He, his business acumen speaks for itself. There's nothing to really say about it. So I get it, but I just don't like it, man. I can't I, I can't say I like it, man. I, I don't like it either. Like, $120 million to me could go to schools. The roads in South Carolina are but who, trash. Who's to say it won't, though? That's, that's true. The roads are trash. And then, like, I, I, I just don't like... Tampa's the, richer owner, the richest owner in the NFL. If he really wanted to build that facility down there, he could have. This is just a leverage play later on for, hey, with Erickson Stadium, Bank of America Stadium is almost 30 years old. Yeah. So Build me my new stadium or I'm moving to South Carolina. Now, he's gone on record a few times. He said that in no way was this a leverage play to North Carolina. He is is speaking this as being a purely business savvy move. That's what he's saying. So... Uh, 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 Maybe me, I'm a little biased because you're, you're biased. You're biased. Let me tell you why. Because any business savvy man has a has a leverage point. He he tempers smart. You never show anybody your full hand. No, you never. You do know that. what I'm saying? And I think and, that, and, and, then, and then North Carolina is already they rape us they, in taxes. Yeah. I, well, I work in South Carolina, so I pay North <laughs> Carolina and South Carolina yeah, taxes. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but. What North Carolina is already doing is they're already putting money aside for this new Panther Stadium that they know is coming. Right. And, like, that kind of got me feeling the way because I'm like, okay, the teachers are marching in North and South Carolina to be paid. Right. And we're setting aside money for a stadium. Right. And so... The, the, that the, we really don't need right now, We really don't now, need man. right now. And then, like, so, like, who's to say 10, 15 years from now when... The cable box is 30 years old, 25 years old. Right. Michael Jordan's like, oh, I need a new stadium. Oh, you're a losing franchise. We oh, well, we don't really stadium. care about the Hornets. We don't so. care about the Hornets. Right. And so, what, what, the Panthers going to be, the, 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 it's going to be the, 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 the Carolina Hornets and, of, of Fort Mill Knicks. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just like. Well, it's a little it's a little harder to go from the Charlotte Hornets to the Carolina Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets at Fort Mill. I mean, like the Anaheim Angels. Oh, so we can, we can be like the New York Giants, huh? Yeah, How like they that, yeah. yeah right. I, 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 I'm just not a fan of, like, like owners extorting taxpayers. I mean, because most of the taxpayers don't care about sports. Right, I, right. I'm just being real about no, it. No, it's, it's the truth, most though. Most of them don't. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, they rather have their money allocated to and the thing, And like the thing is, we the thing is, you, we haven't seen or heard the other side of this. Yeah. Meaning, who who isn't happy? What what about the South Carolina Reds who are not really happy about this That's what I'm saying. Like, so, yeah, they're no, not that's, playing games down there. Yeah. Your headquarters there. Like, right. I can't even walk on your headquarters. I paid for it. I can't walk on your headquarters. Right. Headquarters without having a proper clearance. Right. Like, how right. does this benefit to me? <laughs> yeah. and, and then another thing is like, another thing is they always have these projections, but nobody always, nobody talks about how those projections always fall short. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, mm-hmm. who flips the, who, who flips the bills for that? Taxpayers. Yeah. I, I could go on all day. I could go on yeah, all day. You, all right. you seem kind of okay. scared about that. All right. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. So we're going to uh, jump into a, a very important uh, issue within our culture segment called, uh, uh, not called anything, but we, we, we all watch this movie that's very important Yeah. Uh, called When They See Us. 
and we're just going to kind of talk about it. Uh, and this is an open invitation to our uh, our producer, Brother Kaz, if he wants to come join us as well, uh, since he's a black male and he <laughs> may have some opinions as well. Yes, I, chop chop. I'm sitting. The audio's good, so. All right. All right, so I've kind of been taking the lead on all the topics. <clears throat> so I'm going to kind of let y'all go on this one, okay? And I'll just kind of like chime in. I'll go first. Um, by the documentary, by the movie itself, I was underwhelmed. And it's not really anything against the movie itself. It's not, any, it's not anything against the way the movie was made or nothing like that. I was underwhelmed because, you know, it's what I expected. Mm-hmm. It's not, I, I didn't learn a whole lot of new things about the case, except for, you know, as, except for how some, of, how some of the kids were treated when they went to prison or what have you. But outside of that, it was, it was, it was pretty underwhelming. Um, I, I found it, I found it funny how with, with, with Trump, it's like he's, he's been who he's always been. It's, it's never really been anything different. I'll just keep it at that. I don't want to. I don't want to get in on. I don't want to get into a whole spiel about that guy. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I did on social media. The the common theme was, man, I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry. I haven't. I haven't even watched thirty minutes of this. And I'm angry. And I'm angry. And angry. And my question is, like, how did a lot of people not know understand about this, this or understand yeah. this yeah. before the documentary came out? And I just don't. I don't want the movie to be this trendy thing where it's like we're learning something new now and, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's pretty important this isn't anything new under the sun this is what our legal system has been <laughs> yeah for the longest time and I, I you know what I mean like, I was, I was kind of surprised that you know there was this feeling that a lot of people didn't know about this this happened 30 years ago and it's not like it was under the radar it right was a news. highly highly publicized case that was recently brought back into the news, actually repeated times over the last three decades, uh, once when they were exonerated in 2002, and then uh, again in 2003 when they brought case against the state of New or the city of New York, and then again in 2014 <coughs> when a judge finally ruled in their favor and right. they got paid the $41 million And then settlement. in 2016, when Mr. Trump when was Trump, running yeah. for, for president. So this isn't new, I but I, I do think uh, that the drama of the movie was so powerful that yeah. it's causing people to revisit right, right, and, right. and feel angry about it and all over. W- one thing I will kind of retract a little bit is the the one thing that, that kind of did evoke some emotion is with Lin- Linda Ferenstein and, and how it was already just preconceived. Like, yeah, we're going to yeah. get these guys no matter what. And it, it, that part, I was just kind of like, man, like, the, the, the part that really made me angry is that she, she basically profited off of off yeah of she, rare, did. she had a whole these, career making made a book career right, and right. was on board of directors and stuff and basically she railroaded these kids which is why like I, I see a lot of people kind of celebrating that this publisher just dropped her and I'm just like well this kind of too late now yeah, man. she's made a lot of money yeah. now you the, know what I mean the only way the only way to justify that is to, is to have her pay all that money, money back, back to whoever give it to the victims and, man and, yeah and then send her the send, and then you you have to investigate. Every case that she's been a part of, right. you not have to go back and look at every case she's been a part of, and then she needs to go to jail and be locked up for the rest of her natural life. That is the only way to come close to to even in the score with what she did to those yeah. five kids. Yeah. And speaking to your point about being surprised about people who didn't know about this before the documentary, uh, I think is for for me it's more so. I think it's going to kind of be the person's age, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. for someone like me, yeah, this was common knowledge, yeah. but I can't expect a 20 year old kid to have known about yeah, point taken. Yeah. the Central Park Five. So I actually, I knew about the Central Park Five um, maybe 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And when the documentary came out, normally I wouldn't have watched it because I don't, I don't watch a lot of these type documentaries because I pretty much know all the details. I'm like, why do I want to relive this? Right. I, we already know how it's going to happen. Um, why do I want to go and watch this play out? But for whatever reason, I watched this and I watched it. At, I watched it the day that it came out, like nine, 10 o'clock that Friday night. Mm-hmm. And I watched all four episodes through like in one sitting. And the reason why I watched all four episodes, because 
episode one was so emotional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I knew if I like took a break from it from not watch from watching it, I would have never come back and watched right. the other three. Right. So I forced myself, and I'm just I'm 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 I'm. The, the court case is what got me the most. Yeah. Because I'm watching the court case play out, and a lot of people have been questioning um, Ava, the director, for kind of kind of sensationalizing the documentary. And she said, no, there's no sensationalism. Everything that was done was 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 done at the uh, discretion mm-hmm. of the uh, five men in question. This is how they told their story, so this is what I put in there. And I'm listening to the testimonies and all this, that, and the third, and we already know how it played out. Right. But I'm questioning, I'm asking, like, how? Right. How did you still find them guilty with everything that played? And that's going to be, like, the most baffling thing to me going forward was that with everything that was presented, how did you still find these men guilty? So we briefly talked about this off, off camera. camera. Yeah. We talked about whether or not we thought a jury could come to that same verdict here in 2019. And it's important to note that in the first trial, um, the jury was a little more diverse. There were four whites, there were four African-Americans, three Latinos, and one Asian. And they stated afterwards, uh, no one's spoken to them, or they haven't made a statement since, but originally they stated that the physical evidence, which we know that there wasn't a lot of, mm-hmm. but the physical evidence that was presented was enough to sway them. And, but I'm not buying that. And like we spoke about off camera, I think that if you look at how New York City was in 1989, yeah, uh, Wild, Wild and, West. and look yeah. at the perceptions of young black youths, especially in in Harlem, you know, Harlem's always had this kind of tepid relationship with the rest of Manhattan. You know, mm-hmm. it's right above Central Park. Um, I, I don't think it's a stretch that in 1989 that even black people would have believed that those boys could have been capable and, of this. And don't understate that because New York was red hot from 89 to yes, 93, yes. man. It, it really was. And that, that climate was something that we cannot understand. You know what I'm saying? Right, now, that, right. that does 2, not... murders a year, man. Yeah, that yeah. does not excuse Linda Ferristine from... No, ab- you know absolutely what I'm not. And we, we know that. And as we've seen with other cases of uh, you know innocent people being... And when we find out that they're exonerated, we always find out the same thing that the prosecution and the police altered the evidence to fit their narrative. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even have to alter it. They just got to put it in the right place so that somebody will believe what they've convinced themselves mm-hmm. to be true. I don't know if Linda Fairstein actually believed that these kids did or not. She just knows that 30 black young black uh, men were in Central Park causing a ruckus. Somebody wow. had to. They had to do it. They, they, had, had, to, they, they had to do it, it right? Well, some, it, one it of them had to so do it. It just happened that it was just a coincidence that a sexual predator took advantage of the fact that there was all this craziness going on in Central Park and he used that as an opportunity to, uh, you know, to find another victim. And the worst thing about this is that the injustice permeated to so many people. Yeah. Uh, the, the jogger, uh, Trisha Maley, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the five young boys, the, 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 the other victims of the rape of the, the actual person that yep. committed the crime, right. you know, yep. um, we forget about them. If they had just done their actual police work yep. and caught the right guy, then we would have saved three other lives. I, I look, I am, I am in no way a, a professional when it comes to, you know, criminal justice system, but that looked like the laziest investigation oh, yeah. I have ever seen in my life, man. And, and, uh, and Ava did such a good job cat- capturing the the nuances of all of the whole entire and, case. And, and my bad for cutting you off. I'm not even going to say lazy because lazy means you didn't put in the work right. or the effort. Oops, they put in the they work. They put in the work, all they right. They put you in know, the work right. to drive whatever narrative, narrative they wanted. Right. <clears throat> they knew those boys was innocent. And, and I say lazy in the sense because, you know, like even during the case, one of the lawyers was like, well, did you notate this? Did you notate that? Was this done? Was this done? And, and the guy was like, well, no, no, no. I, I mean lazy in that sense. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but yeah. no, you're, you're, and, you're correct, and just though. Like, just like the documentary goes, um, the only reason Corey went downtown 
Because it was like, if I don't go, Yusuf's mom is gonna be mad at me for not being right. there my with friend. my homeboy. And he probably suffered the most. And and <laughs> yeah. the cop knew that he was innocent, knew he had nothing to do. They weren't even on the list. And still crazy, brought him man. down there and watched mm-hmm. him go to Laco for what, 11, 12 years? 12, 13, 13, 14 years. And 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 to speak to them now, I think all five of those men are, are probably better men than me. Because yeah. if that would have happened to me, I can't imagine the amount of bitterness that yeah. I have coming yeah. out. Now, I can't remember his name. The uh, the one kid whose dad actually told him to lie. Uh, uh, Antron. 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 Yeah. He looks to have some bitterness. He does. Built up. Um, I've, I've actually watched a few videos, a few interviews. and He's pretty pissed. He's pretty upset. But he is still more resolved than I probably would be. Right. Because if I was to get out... After being falsely accused and convicted, all that, I'm 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 not stopping until everybody involved is has gone to jail. Yep. And 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 even now being a part of that, I realize how fortunate I am not to be caught up in anything like that in any way. But I'm mad for him. But I'm it, mad for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, we know how the system is. No one, yeah. no one's gonna go to jail over this. Right, right. Uh, it, I mean, they're legally protected. It, it, it's hard to hold the powers that be accountable for yeah, their mistakes. Yeah, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yep. And, and and another crazy thing is like it's just like when, when I was looking at it, it's like some of those kids couldn't even afford bail. Yeah. And it's just like. It, it goes into the criminal justice system in this country. It's like, if you can afford bail to get out, you're fine and all that. But a lot of these kids have to stay in there and just suffer the consequences. And we're talking about kids, something they man. may or may not have done, yeah. like a, a Khalif Browder did. Yeah. His bail was like, like $5,000, yeah. $500, and he couldn't afford it. Yep. And his mom actually tried to get bail, but she couldn't get the money up. She couldn't get the money. And it's, it's funny that you mentioned that name. That's another documentary that I I, I haven't watched that. Very one. hard. I watch it. I haven't watched it. Tough to watch. Yeah. Now now the Khalif now I knew about the Khalif Brother documentary or the Khalif Brother story before it became national yeah. news. Like I actually followed that story when he was in. He had been in lockup for about a year, mm-hmm. and that's that's when I knew he he ultimately stayed in lockup for about three years. And you guys know just as good because you watch the documentary. But I actually watched the interviews he went through. I've watched some of the police footage up in Rikers. I watched him on Ellen. He went on Ellen and told Ellen he wants to die. Like Ellen just handed this guy a laptop and he said, I don't want to live. I don't. So like when that documentary came out and I actually watched the first episode, but I started remembering everything. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to put myself in. Cause it was like a six part episode. Yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm not watching. I this. watched it and I came back four or five minutes later and finished the rest. Cause it, was, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was a hard watch. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not putting myself through that. And, and, and it's just like, it, it's, it's people don't realize it's, it's when we speak of structural type racism, it's not just the South. It's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It happens every single way in the United States. And we just need to wake up and realize that. And, 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 and my theory is, I think a lot of people have trouble watching it sometimes because it feeds into the own biases they have against their own people too. Mm-hmm. And, and and that that's a, a psychological thing as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Depending into the biases you have. Yeah, depending on the person in the background, I think, yeah, there's different reasons why people, like for me, I refuse to watch because I just don't want to live it. And, you know, we kind of deal with this in our own form each and every day. Right. But to someone who doesn't have to worry about getting put over by the cops simply because of the color of their skin, they don't want to watch it because, like you say, it forces them to accept that, like, this bad shit actually does happen. Right. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Well, well I'm going to let y'all handle the fan questions. All right. We're going to jump into our uh, fan segment uh, today. We have two questions. Uh, the first question I'm going to let these guys handle is from a brother <laughs> named Carlos Sellers. So, Carlos. Uh, he asks, what are your thoughts on the NCAA, NCAA's newly adopted transfer portal? Uh, what do you guys think about that? Okay. First off, uh, Carlos, appreciate you uh, submitting the question. I actually thought we would get more than the two questions that we got, but I guess we got to start somewhere. So to the ones that did come in and post questions, just wanted to say um, appreciate you guys for participating. Uh, you got anything, Jamal, as far as the transfer reporter? No, nah, I have nothing to do. Okay. God, man, you, you the college guy, oh, man. man. You the college okay, guy, Okay, so man. do y'all know what the transfer portal is? Uh, 
you apply to the transfer, you got to sit out a year or whatever? Yeah, or? well, it, it, it goes a little bit deeper than that, depending on your situation. Um, you get released, right? Yeah, if, if well, no, 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 there's there's no actually get released. If oh, you wow. if you want to transfer, um, you put your name in the transfer portal, and that's it. The school, the coach, the team, like nobody can stop you. Oh, you just, good. you basically say, hey, you know what? I want to put my name in the transfer portal. And if you want to take your name out of it and remain at the school that you're at, you're, you're more than welcome to do so as well. But um, it's basically the the uh, the players basically saying, hey, I don't want to be in Clemson no more. Let me go to South Carolina. And that's pretty much what it is. Now, Never. <laughs> now a, lot, a lot of the coaches, a lot of the coaches are pissed off about it. I can see why. I can see why. Because obviously <laughs> they, the power they lose their power that right. they have over the kids. But I actually, I love it. I love it. And, and, and I'll tell you, Alabama football is the biggest reason why I love the transfer portal. Please explain. Expound. Nick Saban will probably go down as one of the greatest coaches of all time in college, whether you like him or not. Agree. Agree. But a lot, and, and, and actually my friend Carlos, like we actually know each other personally. He's a big Auburn fan. So just imagine when we're talking sports, imagine Why? all of the crap that I'm hearing about Alabama. Yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> right. But one thing that doesn't get publicized a lot is Nick Saban. Well, not let me not let me not attach Nick Saban's name to this. But one thing that 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 doesn't get um, publicized a lot are a lot of kids who go to Alabama being told one thing mm-hmm. and then another thing happens. Right. Yeah, they don't play. And they, they and this and, and I'm not as prepared for this conversation as I thought I'd be, but there's something like a, a called a gray shirt. Everybody knows what a red gray shirt, shirt is. is, right? But there's like two more. One's one's a gray shirt, and I think the other was like a blue shirt. I can't remember what it was, but um, a gray shirt is actually worse than a red I can't tell you the definition right now. Okay. But basically the transfer portal, I love it. I'm a huge supporter. I know a lot of fans don't like it. I know a lot of coaches don't like it. But I think this this is the a step in the right direction of giving the kids the power that they need and taking it away from some of those coaches. All right. So I'm hearing this and I'm leaning towards me not liking it. Because, you know, on one hand, with as corrupt as I feel as the NCAA is, I, I, I do not have a favorable favorable opinion of Mark Emmert, who mm. is the president of the NCAA. I don't have a favorable opinion of them as an organization. So Pay them I, kids. I, I, I like the fact that the kids are at least getting more power. However, the fan side of me, the, the guy who truly enjoys, enjoys, I'm going to say college basketball to be particular on, on this point. I don't want college basketball looking like the NBA, NBA in terms of agency, like gotcha. just this frenzy of player movement. That's the part I'm kind of fearing uh, about this specifically because, you know, some freshman goes to uh, Michigan is like, well, you know what? I'm only getting 20 minutes a game. Let me go to Duke and see if I can play more. It's like, are we going to create this environment where you got a whole bunch of kids that's kind of want to hop on bandwagons and go to all these other teams and and, and, and start building, like, super teams in college okay. basketball? You know what I'm saying? Like, to that point, let's say you're a high school basketball recruit, and let's say you're the number 10 ranked recruit right. in the nation, right? Mm-hmm. And you end up going to Clemson to play basketball, right? I mean, so, who would go to Clemson to play basketball? But, <laughs> I, you know. I, I wouldn't. I'm not as, I'm not as violent. I'm just saying. But, I got you, man. Well, everyone thought Zion was going to Clemson. You yeah. saw how that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But We didn't offer the, enough money on the team. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say you're going to Clemson. You're the number 10. So, like, you're, you're a point guard. Right. You know you're about to start from day one. All you got to do is keep putting in right. the work, da 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 you sign your letter of intent, you, you update it to Twitter, you go on to Twitter, like all your Facebook is now orange and blue and all that right. good stuff, right? Or is it purple? Purple. Orange or purple. Like blue. Two weeks later, the number one overall recruit in your class, who is also a point guard, now signs to Clemson as well. Right. And now you feel like the coaches have lied to you because with him signing now, now you go to a backup role and you, now even though you're the tenth overall prospect, you're still probably going to play. Yeah. But that number one is going to take a lot of your shine. Right. Yeah. And now you feel like the coaches have actually lied to you. That happens a lot. No, I, I, that, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and one one response that I've been seeing from a lot of fans, <clears throat> a lot of fans are calling the, uh, the players weak and they're calling them soft because I hate that. a lot of fans are saying that 
most of the kids are transferring, they're transferring because they're not good enough to play. And it's like, you should stay there and you should earn your right to well, play. I, I'm I'm glad that point is being brought up. All right, so I'm a UConn Huskies fan for people that don't know. And there's a there's a reason I'm bringing this up, not just not to show you my fandom. This, that's not the reason I'm bringing The reason I'm bringing this up is because two seasons ago, Kevin Ollie's next to last year, it was like a mass exodus. Yep. Like, I have never seen so many players transfer off of one team. And I, I, I didn't know why to this day. I still don't know why. You know what I mean? And I was looking at that, and I was just kind of like, is the culture shifting a bit? Mm-hmm. Is, the, is, the, is the culture shifting in these players? To, to your point, are they being lied to? Are they being mistreated? Or are they simply not good enough? I think both questions have to be asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason I say that, I'm not going to name names, but there are a couple of players on that UConn team where I, I thought to myself, like, dude, you, you're not playing for a reason. And I'm just being honest. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not to hate on some kids or anything like that. But I just think it's a fair question to yeah, ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you really good enough to begin with to get the time that you think you deserve? Yeah. And that's kind of where this gets a little stormy with me. And and again, I'm wary about it specifically with college. I know I keep saying college basketball. Yeah, I know yeah. this is collegiate sports all over. But with college basketball in particular, are we going to see this mass exodus from one team? Now, are we going to see a frenzy? I just think these are fair questions, man. Now, you know granted, what I mean? There will be there will be players who there will be entitled players who don't get what they feel like they deserve and right. what they want. There will I'm not saying Always that's not that. gonna happen. Yeah. That that's gonna happen, right. unfortunately. But overall, big pitch, I think this is an excellent thing. Let me ask you guys a question though. What do you guys remember uh Giovanni Bernard? Yeah, yeah. Running back for the uh, Steelers. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys think about him as far as his caliber of play? With the Steelers. He's another guy. He's Just another. Right. He's all right. Okay. He's, he's solid. I can't remember. I think he went in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. If you go look at his profile right now, and you know when you look at a player's profile and they have the college and they have the college listed to him? Right. He has none mm-hmm. by his college. But he spent four years in, in North Carolina. Carolina. Carolina, right. He And he does that because he didn't get any play. He did, now he he played, mm-hmm. but he didn't play nearly to the amount. Who did he play behind? Oh, you, you really had to put me on the spot there, huh? You're supposed to be the Carolina guy. Man. Um, it's football though. It's Carolina. It's like it's football. Oh, oh, it's football. The truth comes out. Comes out. Yeah. I mean, no, I, um, I got I got the dudes bit. Elijah Hood. Um, no, it was, he was before. Nah, it was before, way before Hood. Um, I have to. The well, name was on the tip of my tongue too. Man, yeah, but I, I can't. I, know him, I can't, but think, I can't of think of the But name. he was frustrated because he never got that to play. play. So let's say that same kid. Let's say he transfers and goes to Alabama or mm-hmm. wherever, and he gets a lot of play. Maybe he's a higher prospect now, and maybe he has a better NFL career because I, of it. I, the pessimism in me, I just think it's not going to work out like most kids <laughs> wanted to, man. I, I just, I'm sorry, man. Now, it's kind of. <laughs> and the one, there, there, there has already been an abuse in, in, in the power when it comes to the transfer portal. I'm not going to say his name because I try not to speak ill of um, amateurs. But there is a football player who, in, I want to say, March, Mm -hmm. committed to USC. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some time goes by. I don't like it. I don't want to be here. So he decommitted, puts his name in the transfer portal, and he goes to Texas. Texas. (laughs) So you're, yeah, yeah. So he's a, so, no, 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 no. No. So he's been in Texas for like a month, right? I don't like it here. See, I want to go back to USC. <laughs> so he went back that, to USC. That's exactly See, that's the kind of about. stuff we're talking about but, right now. And there, it'll man. be that one case uh-huh. that speaks for the entire everybody. And, which is not fair. <laughs> which, which is not fair. But we have seen over and over again one bad apple can spoil it for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's that's the kind of stuff I'm, I'm talking about, man. You yeah, know what I mean? But, but on the flip side, we did have a coach. To, to leave his team and sign with another team mm. and literally, what, a, a day or two later, yeah. quit and went to the NFL. No, I, it, so, it happens, man. It happens. I, it happens. And right. you know what his you know what he did when he got there? He fired the doggone quarterback and then drafted the quarterback <laughs> number one overall. So they should narrow it down yeah, yeah, just yeah, a yeah, Right, bit. right. You should. I think we know what we're talking about now. Narrow it down yeah, just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if the, coaches, <laughs> if the coaches can do it, the players can do it too. All right. Uh, we're going to jump into our second question from our uh, 
One of our favorite people, Ryan Backenbridge. Ryan, what's good, man? Appreciate uh, it. He asked our thoughts on uh, Mr. Willie Hernan Gomez. Right. Billy, Billy, Billy. Billy. Billy, Billy Willie something. Gomez. Yeah. And, and uh, he, he seems to think Willie flew under the radar. Billy flew under the radar most of the year. What do you guys think of him? Um, he He's... He he defines what the Charlotte Hornets roster is. He can do one thing really well, <laughs> and he's atrocious on another thing. And I, this world is like a broken record when it comes yeah. to Hornets players. Inconsistent. There are certain flashes Willie has. It, God, man, I feel like I'm talking about the whole entire roster beside <laughs> Kim Walker. But we are talking. We're going. We are talking about Hernan Gomez. So let's. I'm gonna try to stick to the subject. Lack right? of two way players. Lack of two way players. I swear, it's like an epidemic around that team. But he's shown flashes. Mm-hmm. He he gives you these minutes where he shows you his vast skill set offensively. Mm-hmm. The dude can be in the post. He can shoot the three. You know, he you can put him at the foul line, and he, and, and he, and he, he can pass the ball pretty well. He get and he 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 rebounds this at a high rate, rate yeah. a, a lot of times. But you put him on the other end of the floor, man. And coaches know you put that guy in a pick and roll situation, Ooh, and you can get to, you can get the basket anytime you want to. So as far as the Hornets exercising his option this season, it wasn't a shock at all. It it was it, it for that reason. It, it was he was a very Cheap option because yeah. you got Bismack making seventeen, who probably doesn't even give you the production Hernan Gomez yeah. does. It's an easy decision, man. It, it wasn't hard to do, because at worst, you know he's your third, fourth center for million dollars. Yeah, who wouldn't do that? Yeah, it's yeah. Um, if you would have asked me this question one year ago, my answer I think would be drastically different than what I'm about to give you right now. Because when when Hernan Gomez came here from New York, when we traded for him, he actually came here with a chip on his shoulder. Right. Because yeah. he rode upon in in New York for his entire working season, and he felt like he didn't get a chance to play. And so when he finally did get a chance to play in Charlotte, which is too late, but the reason for that is in Orlando right now. We don't have to worry about that. But when he finally got a chance to play. They made the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. But when he actually got a chance to play, he he did pretty damn good. He, He actually produced. So going into this year, I was actually expecting more of the same from Hernan Gomez. And... He's he dropped. No, 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 no. He actually increased his numbers. He increased his numbers in every stati- major statistical category except his three point shooting. His three point shooting took a drastic turn. But the optics of it, I'm not seeing somebody who's hungry. Yeah, I'm not seeing somebody who's willing to prove himself. I'm seeing somebody who got benched. Because he made a boneheaded mistake on on play, and then like five minutes later, he's on the bench like laughing and joking around, like nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. And I I know these guys practice, and I know they're putting in work off the court and everything, but I'm just not seeing any improvement mm-hmm. uh, or any willingness that he's gonna actually get better. And there's another guy like that on the Hornets roster. But I'm sorry, go ahead. Nope, we're not doing this. We're not doing that. It's like you said earlier, you could be talking about so many. I don't know who you're talking about. You know exactly (laughs) what I was talking about. I I, I don't know. And and here's what's happening. My expectations for Hernan Gomez will be pretty low this year. And he's going to have a good year. He's going to ball out. And then we're going to be in that Nick Batum situation again when it comes contract time. Really? Nick Batum situation? No, now, look, we're not about to give him. No, uh, yeah, we're not giving like, him a what? Film. What I mean is, we're going to pay him more than what he should get, mm-hmm. and then we're going to be complaining about his. No, you, you, I, I, you, I, you think so? You think no. Mitch? You think Mitch? I, I, do I don't that? think Mitch do that. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't. How, Kobe Bryant got wet for two years. <laughs> That was that that that, that was well, more. They got what? That, 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 that was more of a bust family decision. I, I believe that was more of a bust family. There might decision. be some truth to that. That was more of a bust family decision, man. Come on now, Kobe got that legacy deal. He's, he's a- Mozgov did, did get a lot of money though, but 
I forgot about Miles Gosh. Yeah, what's he doing now? Uh, okay, uh, we're going to jump into our segments called the shout outs. And I will go first. Right. I want to give a shout out to Ava DuVernay yeah. for being an important person in the culture. No doubt. From the 13th to Selma to, to when they see us, this woman is important in, in, in the new renaissance of black writers and everything like that. And and she's she's a very important piece along with Jordan Jordan Peele yeah. and and even uh, Tyler Perry. I, I don't even care. We 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 need we need different type of writing. Tyler Perry. Yeah. Yes, we need different type of writing. Let's not talk about that. Let's yeah. not talk about that. He oh. has an audience and it's big. And I'm not going to I'm not going to deny them. We're okay. going to move on. They, obviously, that they, they they don't release the names of the students for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. But I read it. I read somewhere that one of the uh, one of the girls. When she was told that she was able to graduate, like she literally fell to her knees and like started crying to joy. Oh my god! So wow. shout out to Season Bennett, Headlines Barbershop, and everybody that was a part of that. I might go to get my hair cut by you now. Just nah, that's dope, that, man. Yeah. Um, my shout outs. Uh, I was happy belated Prince. I had to represent today. <laughs> one of my favorite artists, but. <laughs> But my other shout out is a lot more somber. Um, even though there have been conflicting reports, we don't know if Bushwick Bill is alive at this point. We don't know if he's passed away. Regardless of it, shout out to Bushwick Bill, who has, who is a pioneer, one of the pioneers of Southern hip hop. Um, I am fortunate enough to say I have I've gotten a chance to see Ghetto Boys live here in Charlotte. It is literally one of my favorite concert experience that I've witnessed. Um, again, the reports are not final, but regardless, it looks very grim for him at this point. And I just want to say just my heart goes out to all his family and all his friends and all those that are, that were close to him. And I'm, I'm, I'm tired of seeing, you know, aside from just, you know, I not, I want to say icons, but just celebrities and people that I admire. I'm tired of seeing black men pass away from disease. Yeah way earlier than they should, man. The Bushwick Bill is included, so shout out to that, man. All right, that's the... Uh, y'all, come on. Hold on. All right. Here we go. Charlotte Checkers. Oh! Hey! 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 What are we doing? Yeah. Congratulations. Champion! Yeah, Charlotte has a champion. I don't know when I'm going to be able to say that again. Yeah. Don't do that, Jamal. Hey, I'm sorry, man. Charlotte Checkers won uh, the, uh, the AHL, American Hockey League Championship. Uh, that is actually the second championship in their history. They won the East Coast uh, Hockey League uh, championship back in 95-96. So support your local farm teams because that makes the big league teams that much better. The Hurricanes, because yes. Because they have better players, and hopefully some of that talent will permeate upwards to the Carolina Hurricanes, and they can make another Stanley Cup run. So. All right, before we, before we go, I'm going to spit some hotel bars. On that note. <clears throat> All right. Ho-tempin. Euro-stepping. Traveling to a new dimension, yeah. 360 we'll degrees. Now I'm woke. Y'all niggas don't want no smoke. Shook <laughs> wish he could harden his steps. I shade to the lanes. Peace and more power to you, brothers. <laughs>